All right, guys, welcome to episode 108 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about uh, The Simpsons, season 33. <laughs> we talk about hacks and catastrophe, very briefly. Uh, we talk about prehistoric planet and the absolute lies that these people are telling the public about these dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, we talk about a failed theater trip to watch Encanto. Uh, you know, some, some speculation on Encanto, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, and some college football stuff moving around, as well as what makes a rivalry work. Mm-hmm. But first. So, start with the usual. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start with one of mine that I'm just going to um, jump to, like, super briefly. Um, which is that uh, I have started two shows. Um, I started Hacks, two episodes Thanks. on that, watching that with uh, Kalen. So, so far, so good on that. And then uh, I've also started um, Catastrophe. Uh, on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've watched it. Nice. I, I haven't. That's the one with Rob Delaney, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. I've heard great things about that one, too. And that's, like, one that I used to hear about along with um, You're the Worst. Or, like, people would mention that one. Like, you know, if you like You're the Worst, you're like Catastrophe. And I always meant to start it. And then, like, I remember seeing that it ended. And, like, I just never got around to it. And then, you know, you get caught up with all the shows now. And I just never really got a chance to go back to it. Yeah, so actually, this was recommended to me uh, by my father. He, uh, I convinced him to watch Barry, um, nice. and he his uh, the trade off was that I was going to watch Catastrophe. They are both uh, half hour episodes. They both so far have twenty four episodes because I think Barry has three eight episode seasons, and this has mm-hmm. four six episode seasons. So oh nice, um, it like all worked Damn, out well, perfect. Maybe I could get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna add it to my list because like, I'm sure. I didn't realize it was that short. Yeah, so I'm only two episodes into both of these. Hack seems pretty good. Um, Catastrophe seems pretty good. Uh, the one thing I've noticed with Catastrophe specifically is that it is v- like a very dry humor. Like, like mm. it's not bad. It's just like it took me a minute to get into the groove of like some of the stuff that was jokes because it's not really like you know it's played very straight, like straightforward, but like it's obviously a joke. Um, mm-hmm. so that it's probably also like hacks where like remember I was saying I was like if I explain a joke to you you'd be like okay why is that funny but I'm like no no but you don't, you don't get it it's like it's funny because of you know what the characters are or like who they are and so yeah a little bit and and maybe it's just not landing super great for me in the first two episodes because like there's only so much you can learn about a character in one or two episodes um but like I, I don't Let's put it this way. I think it's definitely supposed to be a comedy, um, based on what I've seen so far. And, like, there haven't been many moments that have been, like, like laugh out loud. But, like, there's nothing that has, um, 
made me feel off either. So I feel like it, at the very least, I've got a good foundation of a show. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not hitting me with big shit yet or like, you know, mm-hmm. real funny like bits and situational moments. Um, but it'll probably get there as the show, you know, progresses. Um, so, yeah, and, and like I said, I, I'm, I am, um, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So, Yeah, and uh, he mentioned, uh, he told me what it was roughly about. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure he told me what it was about. I can't remember. But, like, he brought up, uh, do you know what it's about? Mm, it's like, uh, it's a... Uh, no, I don't. I don't like, remember. It's like, like a I, one I was... week stand of a guy who's working in England temporarily, and uh, he, she gets pregnant. And oh, that's the yeah. Whole show. The... And he sold that, and I was like, I feel like Ever told me that's like a pretty, like a uh, close version of "You're the Worst." Like, it, it, based on what you told me, maybe not yeah. the exact, maybe not the, um, how it came to be. Like, I, I you know, maybe the. Mm. Uh, Maybe it wasn't, like, a one-night stand or anything like that. But I do remember you saying, like, it's basically two people that decide to have a kid, I think. And then, like... Well, it's, like, two people who, like, are, like, not the best. Well, A, not the best people, and then B, not the best for each other. But they somehow, like, end up with each other. Oh, okay. There's no baby, but it's, like, the same sort of, like, you know, we had an instant connection and now we're kind of together. Oh, okay, okay. So maybe I misremembered also. But um, either way, uh, seems good so far, so I'll definitely stick with that. But that's uh, that's two two things I started. Uh, so I'll let you nice, um, nice. take the lead here on the a little bit. Nice, nice, yeah. So I think yeah, I, I hope hope hacks you know treats you well because I, I really do like that one. But uh, um, I have uh, two movies, two series. I'll start with the one that I think I just I want to. This will be the my one this week. That's like uh, give it a chance, man. And that is the Simpsons. Season 33. I can't believe this show is still fucking going. So, I, me neither, dude. So, I, so just a little background. So, I grew up watching The Simpsons every day. They had episodes at 7 and 7.30 on, I think, Fox, right? They were, like, syndicated. Yeah. And so, it would always be, I would eat dinner, and then I would go to my friend's house, or they would come over to mine, my neighbors, and we would watch The Simpsons at 7 and 7.30. Now, you know, these are the old days where you just watch the commercials, right? You would get the thing, you'd watch the commercials, you had the rabbit ears at my place, but his, he didn't, he had, like, cable. So we would alternate and stuff. So that's like those kind of days, right? So I grew up on it. And I always said, you know, them watching The Simpsons all those years sort of shaped my comedic sensibilities. And so then in, I want to say when I was in middle school, we finally, we like switched cable or something. Anyway, so I ended up being able to watch The Simpsons when they premiered on Sunday nights, every every Sunday night. Okay. You know, it was like that comedy block. And... I've just been watching ever since, right? All through high school, all through college, all as an adult, every fall, you know, every September, every September, there's a Sunday when all the shows premiere. Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, The Simpsons, um, all of them. And I know Bob's Burgers, people sort of like that one. And I've confessed about my love of Family Guy earlier here, <laughs> in <Yeah>. earlier episodes. <laughs> um, but The Simpsons, and so, you know, I, they've been there the whole time too. And people always you know, say, the, you know, the first 10 seasons are, like, amazing TV. And they, they are. Some of those episodes I still love. The X-Files episode, my favorite episode of all time, is fucking fantastic. Like, every single bit just is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, but I would say, I will say, you know, the last... I don't want to say I watched them as a chore, but I watched them because I would watch it and be like, you know what? It's like a nice little bomb, right? Like, 
I don't have to, you know, during the years of Breaking Bad, during the years of Game of Thrones, I never had to put an emphasis on listening, you know, watching the Simpsons and being like, let me focus on it, right? Right. And so throughout the years, they've been just okay. They've been fine. Um, but then this year, I started watching the season premiere. And like three or four episodes in, I was like, this is actually really, really good. Like, it's okay. like really good episode. Like, I would finish an episode and I'd be like, God damn, that was funny. And the stories worked and the arcs were pretty good. Like, it wasn't cringy. It wasn't like pop culture. I mean, some of them have pop culture references that are a little bit timely, but some of them are great. And then about, I would say about six or seven episodes in, they do what they did a two-parter episode where they did a parody of Fargo. Do you remember that show Fargo? I've never watched it. Um, but do you, I mean, you remember it was like bit, I actually don't even, I don't even know if they're still making it. I watched only seasons one, two, and three, and I think they made a fourth season, but I didn't watch it. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, so was, I remember the first season being huge or people really liking that one and I enjoying the hell out of it. Um, but they did like a parody of that where they cut it into two where Ned Flanders finds money and it's like a Coen brothers thing. And like, it's cut, it's edited just like the show. And it's really funny. And after that, those two episodes, I was like, you know what? These guys are kind of on a renaissance. <laughs> so I will say, um, and then the rest of the season went through. And I remember there was a few where like, I told Sydney about them. And I was like, they had one where they had some uh, a deaf actor come in. And like Lisa learns about, you know, that not all deaf people, like they, they don't all just want to have hearing. They're proud of who they are. And like, just like really great themes and stories. And the season finale is fantastic where they talk about how the middle class is gone because of corporations. And it's like a musical episode with Hugh Jackman. Oh, man. So like, <laughs> it was like, fantastic, right? And so in the season, and I was like, damn, that was like really, really good. And so I've been tweeting about it every now and then, every time, because people will tweet, it'd be like, you know, the show, surprisingly, is pretty good this season. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, yeah, you know, give it a chance. So if you're listening to this, and you're like, you know, I never, I never, A, really watched The Simpsons. Like, you know them, right? You you just, right. like, through osmosis, it's like knowing Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah, the thing is, is like, I, so, like, I really don't know how many episodes of The Simpsons I've actually watched. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember so many little bits. So, like, uh, off the top of my head, like, a, co- a few of my favorite bits. And I don't know, like, like I said, I don't even remember what the whole episode's about in most mm-hmm. of these. Um, but, like... The one full episode that I know I love is is with Grimy. That oh that yes whole yes kills me. Mm-hmm. That one's great. That's a classic. Yeah, um, that one apparently like split audiences when they first watched it. Really? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that actually. Because it's very dark. Right? It, gets, it, it breaks. It sort of breaks the the the, the right. Because he's like, you're telling me you live the own this whole house, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you got a beautiful wife. And kids, yeah, and you live in this house, and then he's at the work, and he's like, "Oh, my name's Homer, and I just do whatever." He's like, "Oh, here's some exposed wires." Let yeah. me just, and then he dies. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, and then like one of the, I don't know why he he offers to take, he either offers to take or Marge says something about going to the ballet. And he's like, I love the ballet. And it does a thought bubble. And it's a fucking circus with a bear driving thing. He's like, and he's like, he's sitting there going like, and that kills me. And then the other thing is I remember him. I feel like it was for Crystal Coke. He like reaches into a vending machine and gets his arm stuck in the vending machine. And it like turns into a whole thing. Um, yeah. but like, those are just like the few bits, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, like, just like, yeah, that you get either from watching it or from like seeing it somewhere. One of my favorite ones and like, dude, I hadn't seen the episode in easily 15 years, easily. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and I was I saw like a like a ponytail like somebody had hair that was like fake hair and they were holding it and it had like a little ponytail scrunchie on it mm-hmm. and like in real life and it just flashed me back to this scene where Lisa takes the family to like an indie movie theater okay and like nobody's there and the movie's all like in French and it's right and it's like you know like that like a prototypical artsy movie that's yeah. inaccessible to anybody and then at the end they come out they're like Oof. And then Bart goes, oh, I was so bored. I cut the ponytail in front of, off in front of the guy in front of me. And it's like he's holding it and he puts it on himself. He's like, hey, look, everybody. I'm a grad student. I made $200 last year. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge goes, Bart, don't make fun of grad students. It's not their fault they made a horrible life decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's good to but hear, it's good to hear they're, they're having a comeback. Because I... I mean, yeah. I haven't watched it enough to really have a say in it, but I feel like mm-hmm. general consensus has just been for, like, the last yes. while. Yeah. It's just been, like, kind of subpar. Yeah, and, like, I, I kind of watched it just out of, like, routine. Mm-hmm. right? And I, yeah, but, but like I said, like I, like, I would watch it, and I'd be like, that was a couple of jokes, you know, chuckle. It was nice checking in with the... with the Because pretty much, like, now they're, like, a, like, weirdly, like, a family member. Right? Like you check in on homework, like what is he doing this week? Oh, that was funny, cool, whatever, right? Right. And so that's pretty much how it's been since like 2010. And right. so, but this year is like you know when when you, it's like when you watch a movie that you know is like really good and you like you go holy shit like that was like your brain just knows right when a movie is like really good or when a right. story like just really clicks. And so I would be watching an episode, and and so like so like I said like I watched those three. I watched Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, and The Simpsons, right? And so I would watch Family Guy because that's the like I said, it still makes me laugh. And then I would watch Bob's Burgers because they're still pretty good. And I'd be like, all right, and I'll just, you know, click off The Simpsons. And there would be multiple times this past season where I would finish an episode and I'd be like, that was like actually really fucking good. And like I'm glad I watched it. Like I was happy to have watched it. And I was like, that was better than the other two shows by like a good bit. Um, so I would say if 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 you've ever watched Simpsons, if you haven't watched The Simpsons, I would say just um, you know, go to Hulu. Or actually, yeah, they're still be on Hulu. They're not on Disney Plus yet because it's the newest season. It's episode. It's season thirty three. Just like pop an episode, mm-hmm. right? Just like any of them. They'll they'll all click. They'll all be great. And then just maybe put like a. I don't know if there's a shuffle button. There probably isn't. But just like start with like episode one of season one. Mm-hmm. And if you want something that's literally twenty two minutes exactly, super easy breezy. Like if you just want to have it in the background, or if you want to watch it, something light. Like you know, as much as I love Barry, it's not Barry, right? You're not having right. to be like fuck the consequences of revenge in our life cycles <laughs> and then they lead to tragedy whether the person intended to or not yeah it, it, i mean that's great i love barry and, I, and that it, it's like peak television but if you want something a little bit lighter something that isn't like you know gonna make you sad about the world um i can't recommend simpsons season 33 enough and it actually ended i think almost two months ago but i just because i watch them every sunday and because i you know i i'm ashamed of my sunday night shows <laughs> i i don't bring like, them up I but i was like you know what in the simpsons you're you're on thin ice and i'm just like yeah i'm like you know what give it a chance if you're listening to this i i, I think you know two or three episodes here like you know, you get ready in the morning and you want to have something on your phone pull up hulu right you're eating lunch and you're just like you know i want to not be thinking about the shitty, shitty state of the world put on the simpsons on your phone and just give it an episode or two and i promise um you won't be disappointed. And it, it's, you know, and because they're on network TV, they're still the old classic, you know, 22 episode things. Right. Awesome. Yeah. I got to say that, like, I think, like, I'm currently 
having a TV watching renaissance. And I've attri- I attribute that to being able to find 25 to 30 minute episodes for shows. Yes. Like it, it's, yeah. it's crazy to me how much more accessible how much it of all a difference. feels. Like, right. Like I said, like, you know, I've been watching them on my lunch at work and mm. you know, if something happens while I'm on my lunch and I have to get distracted or I have to take care of something, with a 30-minute episode, I can still get the full episode in. But if I take an hour and yeah. the episode's an hour, and then I have to do something else, like, I'm going to have to... I'm not going to be able to finish it. And so it's... Yeah. Like, it, it really... I didn't realize how important that was to me. And I think yeah. it's because I've become so... What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know if this is the right word. I want to say inundated, but I, I don't think that's the right word. But, like, it, it has become uh, just, like a piece of info in my head that like good TV shows are an hour, like yes, breaking yes. bad hour, game of Thrones hour. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. the, like Matt, the like kind of Sopranos, hours, Mad Men kind of, yeah. Kind of sh- yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, if I want to watch good TV, I need to devote a whole hour to it. But now that like, I've been watching these 30 minute episodes, I'm like, Oh man, this is the, this is the ticket. Mm-hmm. This is the ticket. We got to go back to this shit. <laughs> And the crazy thing is, and this one's, you know, 22, it's even better. And I think you're totally right. Like, right now I'm watching The Boys Season 3. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I think if it was any less entertaining, I would be having a much harder time to get getting through it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I remember, you know, a couple weeks ago, I burned through Barry. I burned through Hacks. And I, and then before then, I was watching The Flight Attendant. And that took me a long time to finish. Not because it wasn't good, but just because we were in the process of moving, getting set up. And every time I would see an episode, I'd be like, oh. 45 minutes. Ah, well, I'll just put it off to tomorrow. I got to put up this poster or whatever, right? Right. Whereas if I did that now, I'd be like, oh, let me watch a berry. Then I'll put something up. Then I'll watch another berry, right? Right. What's crazy it, to me. It makes no sense. And the yeah, the, here's the thing. It definitely makes no sense because I remember, like, this is this is really stupid. At one point in time, I was like, I'm going to watch all of Dragon Ball Z again, which is outrageously long. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did not get through it. But I remember multiple times finding myself watching, like, four episodes in a row because they're only 22 minutes. And it was, like, during the summer when I was still in high school and, like, you know, if I wasn't working, like, my four or five-hour part-time shift, like, I I didn't have shit going on. And so it was, like, it's so easy to just, like, when shows are shorter, even though I will end up watching more than an hour, like, for some reason, watching four episodes at 20 minutes feels much more brief and less time consuming than watching one one hour show i don't i don't know the mm-hmm. logic there but like your brain's like no nah, it's just fucking 20 minutes who cares go ahead you, and then you end up you're like you finish one you're like i kind of want to watch another and then you do it and then mm-hmm. by the time mm-hmm. it's over you could have watched a full hour show but it wouldn't it, it feels more daunting you know what i mean mm-hmm. i guess it's like yeah i guess yep. it's like a yep. book right like you wouldn't if you're reading a book and you see the next chapter is only like 10 pages, you're like, I'll just read this chapter. But then sometimes like, even if you haven't read much, you come up on a chapter, it's like fucking 25, 30 pages. If you know, depending on the size of the book and you're like, all right, like I got to save this for, I'm going to stop right here and start again tomorrow and just do this one chapter. Um, it's just weird how like compartmentalizing anything in any sort of way that makes it seem smaller. You just kind of push through it easier. Yeah, 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 definitely, 
Definitely. I but, totally uh, agree. But yeah. So, 30 minute television shows fucking on point. Uh, Simpsons is probably going to end up in here now also because it's 22 minutes. So, at some point, I'm going to yeah. be watching random episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah. And that's what, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's easy, right? Because, and that's the best thing. A, there's a lot of them. B, they're 22 minutes. And then C, they're, because it's a sitcom, you can literally go, I'm going to watch episode eight. Then right. go forward. I'm gonna watch episode. I mean, definitely not the two part one, but it'll it says part one, part two. But you can go, you know, oh, this one sounds interesting. This one's about this, or this one focuses on Homer, or this one's this or that, right? Because they give right. little descriptions. Um, yeah, for but, sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I'll 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 do my um my other series, and then we can move to your because I want to hear about this in Kanto. Okay, this, <laughs> it didn't bullet points. So it didn't go poorly. The, it, well, I mean, it did, but it did. It wasn't too bad. But we will talk about it. Yeah. So, what's yeah. your next series? Yeah, the next series is a. Uh, I'll keep this one short. So it's, uh, it's called Prehistoric Planet, and so so this was the one that I watched after I finished Hacks. Okay. Before the boys, because I was like, you know what, I just want to. I want something completely different. I want something completely different that isn't like a drama, a comedy. I feel like I've just been hitting this like like big time, just heavy Emmy type shit, right? Right. And so I've been hearing great things about this documentary. Oh, I guess is it a documentary? Yeah, I guess it is. It's called Prehistoric Planet. And it's like Planet Earth. Remember those Planet Earth documentaries with David Attenborough? And be like, this is yeah, the home of the lion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, it's like that. Yeah. So it's that, but they do it with dinosaurs. Okay. And they like do like CGI dinosaurs. And then like here in the, in the Arctic winter, you see the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know, stalk his prey. Right there. Yeah. And, um, and it was, um, so I watched the whole thing. It's five episodes. Each one's about 40 minutes. And it was just nice, relaxing TV. Right, you just put it on, you relax, and you watch them. You know, eat. there's like little story, not stories, but it, you know, it's the same as like you would like you know, the lion cub. Yeah, you know, watches you know, like little bits. They little they, they throw together the right animals so that you like have a little moment with each type yeah. of animal, and you see a little story yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, a little story. Right, exactly, exactly, right, right. And they're like, this is doing the mating dance like they used to with the birds and stuff. So yeah, um, and so I really liked it because it was you know it was a change of pace, five episodes, super easy to get through. But the animation is really great. And you go, you look at this, you go, so this is a oh, it's on Apple TV Plus. You go, okay, so this is on Apple TV Plus. Probably costs like twenty million, right? Twenty mm-hmm. million ish, thirty maybe. And it looks leaps and bounds better than that dog shit Jurassic World Dominion. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, these Jurassic World Dominion has ILM, the motherfuckers that started the whole thing, right? They did the first dinosaur, and it's supposed to be the cream of the crop, the peak. They did Davy Jones, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're getting fucking washed by a prehistoric (laughs) planet from David Edinburgh, right? Like, they show these close-ups of these, these, like, especially smaller dinosaurs. The big ones look a little iffy because there's so much skin. Their texture looks, sometimes looks a little clayish. But the small ones, they get, like, the little raptors. They, like, zoom in on their faces. You can see every single little fucking ridge and tooth and, like, hair. Some of them are hairy and, like, their eyes are, like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, they they couldn't do this for fucking Dominion? Like, how is this possible? Um... (laughs) So I wanted to just, you know, I wish I could like, you know, take the DVD, put it on DVD and send it to Chris Pratt and be like, show this to your boss because they fucked up. All right. He's going to be like, um, but see, the thing is, then he's going to take it to his boss and be like, this is what Yoshi needs to look like in the Mario movie. <laughs> you see the details. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, but yeah, that, that's it. I mean, that's all I really have to say. You know, it's either you're jazz or you're not, right? Like, so either you want to go to bed and watch something that isn't fucking gun violence and, and or maybe like you know, highbrow comedy or hacks type comedy or catastrophe or or The Simpsons even, and you just want to watch something that's it, it's fucking informative. Uh, sometimes I would be like, so I I'd be watching it with Sydney because she watched some of it with me, and they'd be like, this dinosaur. And they would talk about, he's like, it, it has thin skin, so it can't really keep heat, so it has to stay in the sun a lot. I'd be like, how the fuck did they know that? Because I understand knowing that from bones. Like, right, like this, this, this thing ate X this thing ate. based on the jaw structure. Like, you know. Exactly, right, right. This thing was, you know, curvy as hell because it had white hips. Mm, it was a thick dragon. <laughs> a thick right? Dragon. Or <laughs> thick dinosaur. <laughs> and they're the same. <laughs> and so, right, so I get that because I'm like, you okay? You're looking at the bones, but th- they were just like they had these like wet sack bubbles in their necks that would expand. I'd be like, how do you know that? Did, did that survive? Like, how do you? Are you just making this up? Like, so they how, they how? have to be, bro. <laughs> like he he does these mating dances and he pretends to be right. A that's the other thing too. Or, how? But, how do you know that? You know that? <laughs> hmm? I feel like what's his name? I forget what. He, how you know that? Hmm? You you police? Oh oh, fucking hmm? what's his name? Uh, Black Yorkster, I think. Yeah. <laughs> How? Uh, How? How do you know that? Hmm? You see, I you the FBI. You FBI? <laughs> uh, so that's how I felt. But other than that, I mean, I'm sure they, there's like other research and stuff, and like eggs and poop and shit. But... Nah, they just had a fucking. They just had a team of writers. <laughs> They're like, they just they would they would put the fucking each picture of each dinosaur on a uh, on an easel and be like, all right, so what is our story for this dinosaur? And they're like, uh. What if that one does a funky mating dance? And they're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, but then they did the next dinosaur, and, you know, the random old guy in the room was like, I want a steering wheel that doesn't fly out the window. <laughs> no new ideas. I'm actually wearing this shirt right now, the fucking uh, Dan Flash's shirt right now. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> um and so, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I think, and I think if you if you have kids, if you're listening, if, if they like are into dinosaurs, none of the episodes are like particularly violent. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- nothing more than like um, that. Sh- there was like a movie called Dinosaur like 20 years ago, okay. like, PG. It's like that kind. Of, it's like it's an, it's like a documentary, right? They're not going to show them, you know, ripping a head <laughs> off of that. Di- you know, it's 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 just kid stuff, right? Um, but yeah, that's uh, Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV Plus. All right, sounds good. Um, so let's, let's get to my, uh, theater story here. Yes. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Um, it was definitely my intention to, uh, but, uh, we, Sunset Theater in Asheboro, um, during the summer, I guess they run a, um, I guess a little program or whatever you want to call it that I think on every Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, they play a kids movie, and tickets are three dollars. And you get a small thing of popcorn, a small drink, and um, three dollars to go watch a movie, which is like extremely reasonable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, we we haven't taken Julian to a theater, um, and I would have never planned on trying to take him to one at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had shown. Uh, like some interested movies, uh, as I mentioned, he started watching Toy Story a bunch, and uh, like sitting through Toy Story, not just like having it on in the background while he does things and watches it at the same time. Right. Like would literally just sit down and watch Toy Story with me. 
So, my thought process was, if he's willing to watch Toy Story, I wonder if we blocked out, like, all of the distractions, right? Because the lights are going to get dim, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be in a seat with us. Um, and there's a big screen playing, you know, uh, an animated movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if that will hold his attention enough just for him to, like, sit through a movie and he enjoy it. Um, ultimately, uh, the answer was no. Uh, <laughs> like, he, we went to watch Encanto, um, mm-hmm. which I still had not watched all the way through. I'd only watched, like, probably the beginning 20 minutes ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, like, kind of excited to watch it anyways, and I was like, it'll hold his attention, we'll be good. Um, and the other benefit, of course, was that for, you know, me, Kalen, Julian, and Miles, um, it was nine bucks total. So it's like, you know, yeah. if you have to leave, it's like, ah, it's not that big a deal. It's just nine right. bucks. Um, so he was good for, like, uh, the other thing I was hoping is that because it was Encanto, it, Encanto, much like Coco, I think, extremely vibrant right like yes yes very, a lot of movement a lot of movement a lot of bright contrasting colors and i was like this is going to be the thing that holds him um as i said it did not uh he <laughs> he was good for like so at the very beginning he was already like kind of restless and, and ultimately for most of that day he was like super amped up even outside of the movie so it could have just been a bad a bad day um but like he was a little restless and like I was like, oh, this is going to go poorly. Uh, but the first musical number uh, came on, and he was, like, locked in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, all right, hold on. Oh, yeah, be in business. Yeah. And then started to get a little restless again. Second musical number came, and he was locked in again. I was hmm. like, all right. So maybe they'll, be, they'll come in just frequently enough for him to, like, stay focused. And ultimately, the thing that did it in was... Uh, Miles almost immediately started getting upset, and so Kalen took him out with the stroller. And like five, ten minutes later, Julian's like turns to me. He's like, "Where are mommy and Miles?" And I was like, "Dog, it's been ten minutes. You just now noticed." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what happened? Um, but like, I was like, "They're outside." Like Miles was upset. He had to go outside. He's like, "Okay," and then like one minute later, he's like. Go with mommy and Miles outside. I was like, no, we're gonna watch the movies. Like, Go with mommy and Miles. I was like, all right, we're out. Like, <laughs> like it. It wasn't like honestly. I probably could have pushed through it because it was a bunch of kids in there. It wasn't like an actual. You know what I mean? Like it. It was a kids' night, so it wasn't like. Not to say it was crazy. Everybody was really well behaved, and I would have had the probably most poorly behaved kid there. But we probably could have pushed through it. But I was like, nope, peace out. <laughs> we just walked out. Um. The benefit was that when we got home, um, Miles went and took his nap, and uh, Julian was just playing with his toys, so I actually finished watching Encanto uh, at home, um, and uh, man, it's really good. The thing about Encanto is, like, after actually watching the full thing, is sometimes... <sighs> Alright, sometimes I feel like kids' movies start with a very basic concept, and then they have to find ways to stretch it into a full film, right? Like, maybe maybe it's a story they could tell in an hour. Mm-hmm. They add some stuff, comes out to an hour and a half. And then they're like, all right, we're good. Mm-hmm. This one felt like they left some meat on the bones to me. Like, I, I feel I, like they could have gone much more in depth and, and, and really, like, 
dove harder into some of like the thematic you know points they try to make like yeah like ultimately the big thematic thing is that like um you know they both were trying to help in their own way but ultimately uh the grandmother abuela was just holding on too tightly to really focus on the fact that it was about their family yeah and i feel like there's like really only like two scenes that they like like the movie's going and then all of a sudden it's like you have the scene with bruno which is fine and then like the house crumbles spoilers for encanto the house crumbles they have the talk and then it's like the movie's over and i was like yes, yes. i felt like there was so much more we could have done yes ah. yes i agree totally I, I was telling Sydney the same thing and i think i mentioned that on here when whenever i watched it back i think it was like last november or maybe last december where or maybe i didn't because i didn't want to spoil it but i felt like it it sort of um you know, every movie has that, like, end of second act, the all is lost moment, yeah, right? Right, where you're like, oh, God, we're right. scattered to the wind. How are we ever going to fix this? Oh, my God, the third act's going to be so huge because we're going to have to bring everybody together again and figure out their arcs, and it's going to be tough. And I felt like that happened, right? The all is lost moment happens. And then they, he, they like, meets, he, like, meets, she meets him in the forest or something, in the jungle. Yep. And she's like, hey, I'm sorry. And she's like, Grandma's like, no, I've been very stubborn. Okay, and I was like, wait, it, it, that makeup was too fast, and like, right, and like, it just happened so quickly, and like, you know, you kind of like how your brain notices when something goes on too long. You're like, all oh, right, let's wrap this up, even if you don't like notice it. Notice it. It's like the same thing the other way, where you're like, wait, that right. was that didn't storytelling wise, it didn't land as he- as well as it could, right? Like grandma being like, I was stubborn. You should be like, yeah, like Coco. You should be like, yes. Oh my god, the grandma's listening to him sing. Oh my god, it's hitting me like a ton of bricks, right? It's like even Coco, you know where they're um You've seen Coco, right? Yep. You know where they have that musical, right? And and they're like they're putting on that show and it's like if they went directly from like when they're in the hole, you know, when when they get yep. tossed in the hole to singing Remember Me with with the, the great grandma. You're like, right. "All right, but there's like a chunk missing there, right? Maybe right. not. It's not all emotional, but there's like action. There's like there's difficulty. There's there's trials and tribulations. So that whenever he gets back home, barely on the like the nick of time, he gets there and he sings. You're like, oh god, and it just like lands, right? And I felt the same way that you said about Encanto. I was like, that was you guys. You guys missed like a reel. Like, did you guys miss something? Like, why? I, so thinking about it now, the only thing I can come up with is that. The the concept of hmm, I'm trying to think. like the concept of having to explain the vision and deal with Bruno. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe pushed the and and this could be completely wrong. I don't. I haven't looked it up, but I, I I'll explain in a second. Which is to say, like. I think it might have pushed, like, the first and second act a little too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know for sure, but I feel like in my brain, when I think of a kid's movie, I think of an hour and a half. And I don't know, like, 90 minutes, almost dead stop. Maybe 80. Like, between mm-hmm. 80 and 90. And so I wonder if they hit that point, hit the third act, and realized, like... Like, I, I don't know if there's some sort of guideline from Disney making these movies. It's like 80 to 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe they hit 90 and they were like, fuck. Like, and so now we got to trim this up because 
because logically it makes sense for a kid's movie to cap out at 90 minutes, right? Like, like how long are you getting a kid to sit still in a seat and be entertained yeah. by a thing? So, like, I wonder... I wonder, like, they, I released the director's cut. <laughs> like, I, I just, I could be wrong. But it wouldn't surprise me if based on, like, so we have to, if you really think about the setup, it's like, there's kind of a lot to the setup of this kids movie, right? Mm. Which is that, like, all right, giant family, need to explain that. We need to explain what everybody does. We need to um, explain Maribel not having a gift. We need to... Show that the house is crumbling in some minor ways before we reveal that it's all coming down. We have to hide Bruno. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like there's all this shit we have to do to really set up this third act. And it's not that it's, like, way too much. I just wonder if maybe it's capped by maybe some, like I said, just some general guideline that's like, hey, kids' movie should be 90 minutes. Which isn't, like like I said, it's I don't think that's a bad guideline. I think, you know, if, you, if fucking, what's his name? If Martin Scorsese is out here making kids movies that's two and a half minutes, two and a half hours long, it doesn't really help matter how good the movie is. Like you kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it's it's too long for a child. Um, so like I don't think it's a bad guideline, but I wonder. It wouldn't surprise me if the director ever came out and was like, "We actually had more, but we just kind of had to trim it up." Right. Be like, I can tell, dude. I can fucking tell. Because realistically, you know what? You know where it's missing. A, a gap of time where Abuela and Maribel are, like, apart. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, she leaves after the house crumbles, and then Abuela instantly finds her within, like, right. five yes, minutes. Right, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. there should be a whole section of the story where they're not even, like, trying to get in touch with each other. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're they're apart. They're separated. Like, they're, they're for a brief moment, like, I- irreconcilable. Like, they, they are... Like, Abuela thinks Maribel's the reason the whole house and family collapsed and vice versa. And they need to work past that and then get to the ending. But, like, we don't get that conflict. We just get everything crumbled and now everything's fine. And it's just, like, it's a little quick. Um, and that's not to say I don't think the movie's good because I think, I think it still nails the early parts, right? Like, the mm-hmm. early parts are so good. Um also, the fucking music is incredible. Like, yes. I know, I know, like, I know the number one song was fucking We Don't Talk About Bruno, which yeah. is great. But, like, even the two other ones off the top of my head that, like, I've listened to over and over again are um, the the very first song where she's explaining the family. The like, family, like yeah. what they all mm-hmm. do. Yeah. That's incredible. And then I think Surface Pressure is also incredible. Um, with Luisa, which yeah. is like where she's you know having her whole little moment. Yeah. Um, those are like, both... that's Lin Manuel's like autobiographical song. That's like him being like, "It's too much pressure. I can't do Hamilton and all and the movie and these fucking Disney." <laughs> yeah, songs. and that was the thing too is I didn't realize he was the one that did all the music for this until after, and I was like, "Well, no wonder it's a fucking banger." It's yeah. Me- <laughs> I was saying like I was saying last week. I'm like, like how the fucking talented is this dude? Right? He's a little cringy sometimes, but it's like, fuck, man. Right, that's the thing is he is a little cringy sometimes. Yeah. So it's a little it's a little tough to be like like a Lin Manuel Miranda stand. But uh, yeah. like, there's like this picture on Twitter that always pops up where he's like biting his lip, and I'm like, so he's, so he's Sydney talking talking about him. I send that picture to her and, and vice versa. So just crack up. But, but yeah, I, I like I heard that and I was like, damn, he, this, this motherfucker don't miss. Uh, <laughs> Um, going back to a small bit that I was thinking about as you were explaining it, the, the failed movie trip, or the, 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 the cheap 
um, tickets for kids during the during yeah. the summer thing. Yeah. So I was looking at the Alamo's movie list and just scrolling, and they had the Iron Giant. I was like, oh, oh, Iron Giant on Wednesday, and I clicked on it, and then it was like at 1 p.m. or something. And Sydney right. was next to me, and I was like, what the fuck, man? The Iron Giant is playing, and it's at 1 p.m. And she just looks at me, she goes, I think that's that's like for kids. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think you're right. It says kids camp at the bottom. <laughs> I love the instant rage. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? I want to watch the Iron Giant in theaters. I want to see that. And then she's like, I think that's for kids during the summer, not for adults who have jobs. <laughs> It's for like a, a fucking person working at a daycare to have a field trip and just exactly. get all these fucking kids off my hands for a minute while we watch this. Movie. They see me taking a sick day for my job to go watch the Iron Giant with a bunch of ten year olds. They're like, so the thing is, is the Sunset Theater. It was three dollars a ticket, even for me and Kaylin. Like, mm-hmm. it, like you go by yourself and you're like, uh, one baby popcorn, small water, <laughs> and ticket for $3. And they, like, they like look around to try and find the child with you, and you're like, no, just me. Just me. And then they, like, fucking, like, uh, they go, uh, you know, on your way out, there's, like, cops waiting for you. Uh, sir, please come with us. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Always Sunny episode where he's, like, in the park trying to show him to do stretches. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, I swear, I just wanted to watch the Iron Giant. And they're like, sure, bud, let's get away from all these children. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I love that so much because the Iron Giant is great. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I also will say that I feel like I read something recently that was talking about how the Iron Giant was actually like not well received when it came out. Like it, it like had to get a second life. Um, yeah, it, like fact. And I don't know if that's true or not, but that no like money. It it pretty much because it was it was so expensive because you know the movies. You know, hand drawn, right? The whole thing is hand drawn, but the Iron Giant himself is like three D, like computer animated, mm-hmm. and so they had to put that motherfucker three D in all the things that were two D, and so that mm-hmm. was like super expensive, and it like made no money, so it just kind of came out and like nobody. It's to see weird it. how that happens, right? Like, like I, I guess I understand it with certain films, right? Because like maybe there's certain films that are just so out there at first that like people like kind of need time to sit with it and and come back to it later and you know it doesn't maybe get the hype but like i don't know the iron giant it's not like the iron giant's like super art house you know what i mean like but it's weird that it still gets that second life like somewhere along the way people are like hold on though (laughs) like this movie's kind of great and it's like decisively like anti-gun in a way that i think most movies now would never be oh that's the craziest thing is that, like, well, not the craziest thing, but, like, I know this is, this isn't the same because it's so on the nose and it is also so well known, but, like, I'm always surprised when I think back at, like, how big the Lorax became because I'm, like, it is the most, like, fuck corporations tearing down Mm -hmm, the environment, mm -hmm. like, they're ruining the fucking world, like, and I'm, like, how, how did this get popular? How are people not exactly. at Dr. Seuss's neck, bro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he's canceled. He's grooming these kids against corporations <laughs> and shit. Right. And I'm just like, I, I... I mean, granted, it seems like half the people that 
fucking Reddit didn't seem to give a shit, but like, <laughs> didn't really get the message across, or at least it didn't stick with them. But like reading it, like even to Julian, I'm like, damn, this thing's like, this thing's really coming for their neck, and it's like super sad. Like it's, it is, bro. Even at the end where it's like there is a resolution, it's still very like dystopian, like. Like, oh, yeah, I guess you're the only motherfucker that cares. Better point. You're our last hope. It's like, Jesus Christ. Um, but, but yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Iron Giant's great, and Kanto is, is pretty good. I think yeah. it it hurts. Like you said, the third act is so short, and it, it, yeah, it I just think that hurts. Rushes it. Yeah. And um, I guess let me look up real quick. Let me look up how long it is. Because you said it was, what, like 90-something? I don't know exactly. I'm gonna say like 140. I'm gonna say like 140. It's 149. It's an hour 50. Yeah. So like now imagine it'd be like it'd be like a two hour and ten minute fucking kids movie. Yeah. Which because it's just so much world building you got to do and you got to build Lisa and then Lisa, uh, uh, Maribel. You got to build the sisters and then you got to build the relationships and you got to build conflict from those and you got to do Bruno stuff too. So it's just it's so much that I guess I, I get it. But also, like, that's the weird thing is, like, and I think that's the thing I don't fault it for, is that it is a lot, but it's not at all, like, convoluted, right? Like, some movies yeah. try and set up all this stuff, and you're just like, I don't know, it's just, you're fucking reaching. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're just, like, kind of coming up with ideas to get you from point A to point B, but, like, this is not that at all. Like, it is a very cohesive story, despite all this shit you have to set up. I, I like I said, I, like I said, release the director's cut. But really, like if 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 something happened and they were like, here's like a two and a half hour version of the cancer, I'd be like, I kind of fucking want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so like for reference, Frozen, Frozen is hour forty two. Um, I'm trying to go with more modern ones just because the older ones. Toy Story three is hour forty three. What's another? Coco. Coco was like 145. I, I remember being yep, a kid and um, looking at like Ratatouille and the runtime for that. And that was like 150. I'd be like, and me being like, oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. One hour 51. So, and, and that's the thing is that Coco was an hour 50 with the super short in project. But the thing is, is that like, Man, I was sitting there watching it. It does not feel like an hour and 50. Like, mm-hmm. everything it does is... It's nailing it all up until the end. Like, it... It's not dragging at all. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. is just fucking... You're just in from the very beginning, and then, like, all of a sudden it's rushed. And, like I said, I didn't realize it was an hour and 50. I thought it was, like, an hour and a half. But that it's, like, 20 more minutes than that, and it felt short. So, um... Yeah, not to fucking drone on about Encanto, but uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Uh, Julian did not enjoy the movie theater uh, like I thought he would, uh, but ultimately very little lost in that scenario. So all worked out. Nice, nice. I yeah, I definitely want to rewatch it soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I I think I came in here really really liking it. Good deal. Um, so what do you want to, what do you want to talk about next here? Yeah, I can do the, my last two super quick, just bang them out and then we can move on to the next topic because they're both pretty much, it's, it's the, the two movies are the black phone and a movie called plus one. And they are both the exact, the exact same type of movie. And what I mean by that is that they are both like 
B plus lean fucking like among the best that the genre has to offer. So the, the black phone is that with horror and plus one is that with the romantic comedy. And I think for okay. both of them, I would say I can knock both of them out at the same time. Both of them, I think are very well cast and the stories are nice and tight and they make sense at the end. Um, they don't reach the peaks of what the genre can do, but then again, I feel like they're not swinging too far for the fences, right? Like they're not trying to be peak. They're just trying to be the best that this genre can offer. And I think both of them succeed pretty well. Okay. Um, yeah. So the black phone is in theaters and that one was pretty good. It's a thriller horror, not too scary actually. And I told Sydney, okay. I was like, you should have come with me because it actually, she doesn't like horror movies. And I was like, that one wasn't that bad. Right. In terms of gore or grossness, something like the suicide squad is a thousand times worse. The the boys is a thousand times worse. So if you like thrillers or if you're a little like eh, wincy about them, this one, mm-hmm. I think you'll be fine. There's like one or two jump scares, but like nothing horrific. It's just like a nice lean thriller. And then with plus one, same thing where you get some nice romantic moments. The two leads are charming and work well together. So um, yeah, it's called plus one and that one's on Hulu and the black phone is in theaters now. And I think, it's universal, so it will be on Peacock eventually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they they both sound good. Um, I'm looking at the, some, you know, description of the Black Phone now. I mean, it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, um, yeah, it, it was good. Like, I, I, I wasn't, I came out of it like, that was a good time. Right? Like, that, that was enjoyable. It was nice. I didn't come out like, holy shit, like Top Gun or like, wow, that stank. I came out pretty much like I did with, you know, with X and I forget what other, the Night House, where I was like, you know what? Nice, solid. You know, I'm, I feel very spoiled, as we've talked about many times here before, about horror movies being absolute dog shit in the past. So I'll take it. Right. Well, that's uh, the Black Phone Plus One. Yep. So um, we'll move from that and uh, we'll touch, touch uh, very briefly on a trailer we got. Um, I don't know when it dropped. Was it today? For um, the the trailer for God of War Ragnarok. I didn't realize it was a trailer. As I didn't watch it. <laughs> I just thought right, it was Well, here's the, the deal. Go ahead and watch it now. Um, uh, I'll edit it out while you're listening to it if you want. Or is you can just watch it. Well, um, it's legit it... only like 20 seconds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, you can talk about your reactions to it while I watch it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's 31 seconds, yeah. Okay, so watch that. Is that um, a dog, right? Oh. Yep. So, uh, right. so what did you think about the trailer? So the trailer, uh, man, I I think it it's super basic. Um, I think it does just the right amount of like hype building. Like it gives you this one little piece, and I'm trying not to say it because I don't know where we're hitting thirty seconds at, and for you to watch this trailer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, man, like, Atreus looks great. Like, the one of the only... Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the only things that I feel like is a negative about God of War, and I think it's, it's very much on purpose, so it's not even really a negative, but, like, Atreus has moments where he's just very grating. And it, it's, mm-hmm. it's 100% on purpose for the story. Mm-hmm. But to see him in this trailer, um, I mean, he's just... He sounds much more mature and like, and you see him and he looks older and, uh, you know, it just, it, 
it feels like a character you want to be with along with Kratos. Like, it seems like just even based on this quick 30-second trailer, mm-hmm. like, they have built him into his own character as opposed to just being a kid with Kratos. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. is, I, I feel like, something that a lesser game would have failed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that yeah. fucking so-and-so and his sidekick. In, in this case, it's his son. But, like... I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I definitely feel the oh, it's not going to be. I mean, because toward the end, Atreus at the end, he was like pretty much became your partner, right? When he when you, you know, had all your the boosts and stuff, and you could you know activate certain things from him. So you were like, okay, you know, I don't have to take care of the kid; he can take care of himself. And he's pretty much like a pretty much like a, like, like a little mini turret, right? Like a little turret right. you can set up for sure. And so I'm excited for this to see what kind of tricks they'll use then now that he looks like you know like a preteen or like a teen what kind of things missions they'll do where not to take him away but it'll be like you know you need to you need to use him well but not in like an annoying way where you have to, we have to be like oh, i can't believe it. here we go another fucking artreus missing you have to be like oh nice like, like you know, let's see how we crack this one here or or what what kind of combat i'll need to think about as i face these guys with him right and i'm sure I'm a hundred percent sure we're going to get uh, an Atreus only section. Um, oh. It would not surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm replaying The Last of Us two again, mm-hmm. and there are sequences there where you have somebody with you, whether it's Jesse or Dina, or yep. I think there's a sequence where you're Abby and you have a uh, Manny and Mel. And I think that works so well because I think sometimes they give you a lot of guys, but they don't mow down all of the enemies, right? But they do help you. Like, there was one where I was low on health and I had gotten shot and I was on the ground. And the guy's running toward me. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to redo this mission. And then Jesse just comes up and just, bam, blows the guy's head off. Right. I was like, right. oh, oh, shit. Like, so they've actually, like, I mean, because I, I usually don't pay attention to what they're doing because I'm so focused on, like, surviving. And right. I'm like, oh, like, they actually do, you know, kill one or two of these dudes, you know. Exactly. Like, they're, they're not, not just completely like, useless. They're not just right. They're not just they're like poof, 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 just shooting into nothing. Like they're actually like in you know affecting your gameplay. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's like. I think I prefer a more active. Um. I don't know if active is the right word here, uh. But like a. In God of War, you control Atreus, right? Like he does his own little thing, but ultimately, like. For big swings in, in what he helps, like, it is still under your control. And I feel like that's a good integration, right? Which mm-hmm. is that, like, mm-hmm. I'm adding him, you know, I, I'm I'm adding to my kit by being able to control him in a very minor capacity. Um, it's no different than if, if they had just given Kratos that ability and that kid had never been there. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like functioning gameplay-wise, it kind of works the same as as if he wasn't there. And I think that's a good way to... Um, make that kind of seamless, right? Which mm-hmm. is that, like, yeah. he's there and he's helping. Um, but ultimately, it's still you playing. Yes, yeah. It's like you, like he's. You're not just gonna be able to hang back and be like, "All right, Atreus, you do it. You kill the giant." Exactly. Wolf. Yeah. So, so um, um, yeah. So the game releases on November 9th. Mm-hmm. I mean, this along this is like for me is like um, Horizon or The Last of Us Two, where like as soon as the pre order came up, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy it, right? Like I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do it. Like there's no way I don't play this. Um, I was gonna pre-order it like two months ago, and then I realized pre-orders weren't open, and I was like, "Damn, all right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's nice to have like the date, right? And I, and I think just 
I hope they can make it. I mean, it's only what eight, nine, ten, four months away. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I'm a little worried about is that it has gone through some development trouble. Um, not like a. It doesn't seem like not necessarily like a development hell type ordeal where like things are constantly getting added and scrapped. Mm-hmm. It just seems like they've ran into some random problems. Like I remember reading an article that like one guy, one very important guy, like something happened and instead of trying to push on without him, they basically like gave or like try and hurry him back. They just like gave him the personal time he needed and kind of halted development. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just some people have pointed out there's some shots in the trailer that look in like one of the older trailers that look kind of janky. Um, and it's like, you know, those things are a little worrisome, especially paired with like it getting pushed back as much as it has. Cause I think it was originally supposed to be either late last year or early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gotten pushed back, you know, almost a full year by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, which I think is wasn't it supposed usually to be not... like early, yeah, early this year, right? Cause it was on our list of like shit that we were excited for. And I think at that point, I we think, like... but I think that had already been pushed back once. Like, oh, I shit. think it got pushed back and was going to be early this year. And then I think it just kind of got pushed back again. I think. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the case. Um, ultimately, though, either way. Like, it is a little worrisome. But if they're doing it for the right reasons and ultimately they have given it more time to give us a more complete game, I'm 100% here for it. Like, yeah, that I, I wish more games did that, right? Like, I wish more games were willing to push back development to give you a more complete project and, and finished project. Yeah. Rather than uh, be like, we need it for Q4, man. We need a, you know, we need a big thing. It's like, and well, then no, they just... release it and they're like, all right, here's the, like, patch. here's our roadmap of when our pad, our, our patches are coming. Like, yeah, we're going to fix like, these problems in December. going to fix these in February. going to fix like that shit. Like is, is it, it works out sometimes, but ultimately like I, I would much rather them just push back a game's development a little bit and, you know, clean up some stuff. Uh, yeah, which is, definitely. Which is one thing that, like, at least, you know, some of the news I've heard about the new Final Fantasy game, it seems like they're really taking their time to polish it. Like, like that game's not coming out for, I think, another year, and, and maybe it's late next year, I, I think. I can't remember. Um, but he was like, we've been done with, like, the game like, we've had a fully playable version of the game for, like, a few months now. And it's still, like, a year away. And he's like, we're just spending this last, like, year just cleaning shit up. And, like, that's what I want to hear. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll wait the extra four months if it just means I get the most polished and complete version of this thing that you want to give me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially if it's, like, um, like... It's at the end of the world, right? If I don't play it for four months. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I I kind of like how I feel about the Avatar movies, right? Where they, you know, they were like, hey, pushing back, right? They were supposed to come out in like 2017. And they're like, another year, another year. And I'm like, well, that sucks. But I know when this one comes out, you know, December or whatever, I'm going to be like, holy shit, you know? Right. And the thing is, like, even if, it, let's say even if it comes out in December and it's terrible, you still know that that's what it was going to be. Like, one of my biggest problems with Final Fantasy XV is that um, there are some, like, kind of, like, weird, bare, empty spots, and then the ending is just, like, in a flash, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. in Canto Act 3 level, just like, and we're done. And, like, 
But that thing had an absolutely awful, like, development cycle. You can read anything about it. They made and got, like, X amount of progress in and then scrapped it, like, a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Actually, hold on. Before we even get there, because I... Final Fantasy thirteen versus uh, 13 versus original trailer... So Final yeah. Fantasy uh, versus thirteen, bro, is the original. So thirteen was already out, and then they released mm-hmm. versus thirteen, which was going to be a completely different story than thirteen. But it was going to take place at, in the same universe, and it was going to, at some point, I believe, if not intersect, be very related. Like, I, like I think the original idea was that thirteen was going to happen. And then you'd play 13 or versus 13 and you'd realize that the events of that were like thousands and thousands a year in the past and had shaped 13 the way it was, right? Like, I think that was Uh the original thing. Now, when I looked this up, I found the HD uh, original reveal, sorry, and that game ended up through being made and canceled or made and trashed and made and trashed over and over again is the is the game that became Final Fantasy 15. Um like that is like the origin. Now Final mm-hmm. Fantasy versus 13 was first revealed in 2008. Um <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 came out 2018. So 10 years of fucking this game <laughs> up and redoing it and co- and the thing mm. is is that like ultimately what came out was legitimately good, but like mm. what happened was, is like when they finally figured out that Final Fantasy 15 was gonna come out, people were like, you dog, it's been eight years. Like, and they were like, they're like, we can't push this back anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got like a thing that ultimately I'm like, if they'd had another year or two, could have been great. Cause like, I, like I said, I really do appreciate a lot of what 15 has, but like, you can tell there are giant chunks of the story that just like got skipped or cut or didn't get fleshed out. And right, right. Man, that like... would be amazing if we got more time with that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all that's to say, God of War's gotten pushed back a lot, and if it means that we get a mo- more polished, more complete version of the story they want to tell, I'm 100% here for it. Yeah, I'll take it. Like, if they go, if they go, oh, we moved it to February, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll see them in February. Like, it is what exactly. it is. Exactly. If they if they tell me in fucking uh, October, like, sorry, we had to push it two more months, I'm gonna be like, man, fuck, I was really looking forward to this, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. I feel like if you, if it's a game like this, like if Horizon got pushed back, if this got pushed back, I'm trying to think of another one that's like, uh, uh, if Street Fighter Six gets pushed back, if Final Fantasy gets pushed back, like. These big games that I'm really looking forward to and and ultimately have some level of legacy to them, mm-hmm. um, when they get pushed back, I'm I'm here for it. Now, like when Duke Nukem Forever keeps getting pushed back for fucking two years and then comes out it's dog shit, it's like, well, I kind of saw that happening. But like, <laughs> I have enough faith in these studios to make these games that like when they push things back, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume it's for the best. So. Um, really looking forward to God of War Ragnarok when it comes out, which is hopefully November. Yep, yep, same. So there's that. Uh, real quickly, uh, so we'll just talk about the next thing super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in this podcast, I feel like I remember bringing up a tweet. I feel like I remember mentioning this. 
which is basically that somebody on Twitter, like one of the you know ESPN insiders or whatever, were like, uh, <laughs> the Panthers and Baker Mayfield have expressed mutual disinterest. Yes, which is to say that like the Panthers were like someone brought up Baker Mayfield to the Panthers and they're like. Fuck no, we don't want that. And then Baker, they asked Baker about it, and Baker was like, "Fuck no, I don't want to play for them either." Like y'all, like they both were like, "Yeah, fuck you." You're like, "I'm too good for you." And the Panthers were like, "No, I'm too good for you." And here we are. Yeah, with Baker Guess Mayfield what, going to the Panthers. It's two in the morning. It's only you two left. What are you gonna do? You gonna go home by yourself? No. Or you're like, "All right, fine." It's July. You need to go to training camp soon. It's like, well. Fuck. All right. <laughs> let's do this. Okay. Oh, man. So, let's see. Who, the Panthers' current quarterback was still Darnold? Uh, yes. It was Darnold, and then they have, they they drafted Matt Corral, but he's not ready. And then there you have another guy, like P.J. Walker, I think. Anyway, right. so basically it's like my mom says, out of all of them, you don't make one. Like, basically being like, you have a bunch of little bits and pieces, but you don't have, like, a good solid one. I do right. think, I actually do like Baker. I think he's he's above average, he's competent, and I think last year he looked a little shitty, but it's because he was hurt. So I think if, he, if he's, you know, fully recovered, I think, I mean, I know he doesn't have that many weapons, but McCaffrey's still there, I think. Robbie Anderson, he's a deep threat sometimes. So, I mean, he, he could, you know, I'm, I'm, I would probably have him as a backup fantasy quarterback, but that's it, right, just like a backup. So ultimately, I feel like this is more uh, evidence of the Panthers just being an absolute dumpster fire franchise. Yeah, somebody was like, they went from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold to fucking Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think, I mean, Baker's they, the they best they easily the way to get Sam Darnold. Yes, they traded a bunch of shit. They're pretty like. Three or four picks, actually. And then they traded a fifth round pick to get a guy to replace him. I mean, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. And and they, so they basically, they gave up a fifth, and they're going to pay $5 million of his salary. Um, which, I mean, if you think about it, considering who he is, I mean, he's a former first overall pick, you know, what, four years ago. I think he still has a lot in the tank. That's kind of, I mean, I know they... Like if you, like if you think about it, like on its own in a vacuum, fifth and five million is pretty much a steal, right? For yeah, for sure. That's the weird thing, pick. right? Is that yeah. I feel like ultimately this was a good move for the Panthers. Yes, but I feel like it just the sucks that they that had they... to make this that the shitty ones are there now, right? Cause right. Think... The reason you had to make this move the way you did is because you fucked up so many moves right before. <laughs> so it's like I don't know it it. <laughs> It's like the meme, but with, like, an added step, which is that, like, them trading all this shit for Sam Darnold after having Teddy Bridgewater after getting rid of Cam is them putting the stick in the bike, and then they eat shit. And the little extra frame here is that they're putting a Band-Aid on it, and it's, like, they, like, feel better because they got Baker Mayfield, but it's, like, but you still shoved the stick in your wheel and ate shit for no reason. Like, I don't know why. Like, if they somehow, after they got rid of Cam... You know, and instead of trading for Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, if they like had immediately done a move like this, like this kind of level of talent for five million and a fifth, you'd be like, oh my god, like right. Bravo. The like, thing is the that talent. if you'd have if you would have combined 
everything they gave away to get to this point and done it immediately for Baker, it would have felt infinitely more functional and probably would have worked better because you'd have had longer, you'd had more consistency within the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and and I guess ultimately, like, I feel like this team's still going to be stuck in no man's land, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not good enough to. They're not to, good. They no. they're going to go eight and eight. I know they're seventeen games, but they're they're an eight and eight team. <laughs> for for lack of a, we've talked about how like it feels weird to call a team like nine and eight like what does that mean like this still feels like an eight and eight team to me yeah um it feels the, very so who's in the division the bucks they're definitely they're losing both games to the bucks for sure mm-hmm. um the falcons they, they have, i feel like they probably um, split yeah they got that new quarterback and then who'd they get yeah who did the falcons get a quarterback uh, they, they get like a liberty guy they got a rookie quarterback i can't remember who yeah, and they traded away uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, so, so you know, maybe they take both of those games, but they they could split them too. And the Saints, they prop. Fuck, man, I don't know. I don't see this that split. That division kind of sucks. Like it's it's super top heavy with the Bucks, but I feel like after that, it's kind of just a shit show. Because um, I don't feel like the Saints are going to be very good. They're, their starting quarterback is fucking uh, James Winston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. Uh, so, so maybe they split, but ultimately, like, I just, there's not much on that team. Like on that team, you have Christian McCaffrey and that's it. Like, I understand you have Robbie Anderson, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when you put your team on the fucking NFL street roster, you know what I'm saying? Like you have like the big names that you put on there, like. Mm -hmm your team's going to be the weakest because all the other teams are going to have their big names. Like, I don't think they're terrible, but, like, I can't name a single player on their defense, I don't think. Not anymore. Um, I feel like they have a decent Uh, corner, maybe, but I can't think of it. Didn't they sign Steven Gilmore? Did he leave? I don't remember. See, like, yeah, like, it's just such a middle-of-the-road team. I'm like, who do they even have, right? Um, I... Fuck, I was going to say something about him. I feel like this, it's so interesting that this season right now, this upcoming NFL season and this upcoming NBA season are both sort of these like tanking or they're sort of like we're preparing for the next draft more than I think any season in recent history. Like I think Mm -hmm. both in the NBA, everybody wants that French kid who's like seven foot something and they're saying he's like the the next Giannis, right? Victor something, something. Right. And everybody's going for him next year. And then same thing in the NFL where they're like, well, no, there was not that many quarterbacks this past year. And so they're all trying for uh, Bryce Young. Right. Right. And so it just feels weird. Like all the like nobody's trying to win. They're all trying to be like just shitty enough to maybe win a couple games, but like shitty enough to not compete so that they can go for that, you know, Bryce Young or, or Victor or whatever. Right. So just to just to, you know kind of be fair as i've looked through uh i'm looking at their defensive well their roster as a whole right now um defensive side of the ball the only names i've seen that i recognize are shaq thompson which i don't know Mm. i don't actually Mm. know if he's good he just has a very memorable name because there's only one other person i've ever known named shaq um and it looks like um uh jc horn uh, which is mm, yes. the, oh, yeah, yeah, from he South was a Carolina. rookie last yeah. year, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he was pretty good. And then I I think he he broke his leg or something. Yeah. Uh, I also see Xavier Woods here. I don't know if he's... That sounds familiar, but I don't actually yeah. know. Um, but either way, um, they they just don't have much in the terms of like top tier guys. Like I'm not saying their whole team's fucking uh, desolate, but I just there's nothing about it that I see, and I'm like, wow, the Panthers are gonna be good this year. Like mm-hmm. they signed Baker Mayfield, and to me, like I feel like, I mean, if you're a fan of the team, I guess you probably hype about it. But I feel like if I was a fan of the Panthers. I'd walk away being like, at least we'll be better than last year. <laughs> like, that would ultimately be where I landed, right? It's like, well, it should be better than last year. Um, but, like, I'm not. I don't have my hopes for the fucking playoffs. Uh, but, yeah, that's the uh, the Panthers and Baker Mayfield. That that whole fucking disaster of a franchise and player. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like stuck. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, the Cowboys aren't too good, but there are rarely seasons where I'm going into it being like, well... It's eight oh eight, isn't it, boys? <laughs> or eight and seven, or whatever the fuck now, right? It's like oh, right. nine and seven, like oh, or ten and seven, or whatever the fuck the numbers look are now. You know, it's very rare that I feel that way. I always at least feel like well. We generally underperform. <laughs> yeah, we so underperform. At least we go in with high hopes or, and it's excited to go in. Yeah, or like last year we overperformed, right? Where I'm like, right. you know what, we look good. You know, maybe like a nine and nine and what is it, nine and eight now? Yeah, and I think they went what eleven and six or some shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about. About the Cowboys, but it's very rare that I go into it being like, well, this year's going to be fucking just mid, right? Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's an odd thing. Uh, shout out to you Panthers fans out there who uh, <laughs> are going to have to buy your next quarterback jersey. Some poor Oof. bastard out there definitely bought a Darnold jersey and is like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or even like a Baker one, right? Because like, he was supposed to be the next big thing, right? And it just feels like if you're thinking about it this time last year, you're like, oh, Baker, he's going to have a great year. He's going to make that big jump. And now, different team. They got a suspect quarterback now with the Browns, right, who might not even play. Yeah, and now they're talking about an indefinite suspension, like at least Oof. a season. I feel like the Browns yeah. are like, oh, fuck me. Shouldn't have gave all that guaranteed up front. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, man, that that just is. Uh, I feel like no one's happy, right? The Browns yeah. aren't happy. Baker's not happy. Panthers are not happy. Like it's just an awful situation. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, well, I mean, it'll be a little bit clearer by the season, like midseason, like what's going to happen, like if they're going to be trying for Bryce Young, because you know, dude, next year, like if they're for some reason like three and fourteen, right, or some mm-hmm. shit, you know, they're right there for the number one pick. The Panthers are going to take Bryce Young, right, and they're going to have. Darnold, Bridgewater money, what's his name? Uh, Mayfield, the other, you know, Sam, Matt Crow. Like, I think, the, the, like, I think Bryce Young, and if they're there, he's so good that it'll be kind of like when the Cardinals took Rosen top 10, and then the next year they took Murray number one. They're like, fuck, <laughs> right. Just, we're just you know, wiping the so slate. Like, Sorry, clean. peace out. We're starting <laughs> over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's the NFL news that mm-hmm. we had recently. Um, and I guess the last thing that I, I'm at least going to be super brief on yeah. is um, college football. Uh, USC and UCLA have moved to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, so this... Uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so this one, I, I'm like you as well. Like, I know college football in that, you know, UNC college football. But, you know, I was reading, so, reading so many tweets and stuff about this and, like, the moves and who's going to end up where that I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, this is just so much. Right. Like, so USC and UCLA moved to the Big Ten. 
which makes no sense other than football because it's trying to make all the money. And it's kind of the end of the Power Five because the Pac-12 is probably going to go under, and then the ACC is going to be picked apart for scraps between the SEC and the Big Ten. Um, and it just shows, you know, college football makes the world go round. I was talking to, um, I guess, my father-in-law, I can say that, the Sydney's dad this weekend because we went down to visit them for the, uh, the holiday weekend. And he was like, it's all about college football. I was like, what about basketball? He's like, nope, nope. Basketball, it's big. The, the tournament makes a lot of money, but it's, it's you know, pennies what football brings in. And I and, and I saw a tweet that said that UNC basketball, one of the you know, blue bloods, the crown jewel of up there with Duke, of the ACC. Yeah, probably legitimately, like, the best college basketball franchise, I'll say. It, it feels weird to say that, but, like. Yeah. The biggest, most historic college basketball. Like Duke is up there. Like Kentucky, up there, like Kentucky there, Kansas, like really those, it. like you know, the cream of the crop. They made about half money wise. They made I think either half a profit or half the revenue that football does. Football. When it even you see football? I know you guys have been pretty excited about it in the last couple of years, but it is y'all it, it, right. There's no like, pedigree. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right, dude. Like they were Carolina basketball was a few injuries and a shitty floorboard away from a national championship, and they make half of what football does, which I believe went like fucking like eight and five or eight and six this past season. So like, yeah, like I mean, I guess ultimately it comes down to like how many more people can you fit in a football stadium? Exactly, in the TV deals too. The, yeah, he was saying the TV deals. So this is all TV deals. Well, this hold is on. All TV. I guess the TV deals, but actually, you know what? The TV deals, because the TV deals are done like by conference, not by team. And yeah. you guys have Clemson. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Dude, imagine how fucking huge of an audience it's going to be when number two USC rolls into number one Ohio State at the end of September one day. Like, it's just like huge, right? That's like fucking like. Right. Rose Bowl kind of pedigree, right? And it's going to happen every year, right? And on UCLA, USC, somebody was like, "You UCLA, UCLA should be kissing USC's ass. That they were like, hey, UCLA, come with us to the Big Ten, right? That they didn't just go like, bye, have fun, and Pac-12, <laughs> right. that they like dragged them with us, right? Or dragged them with them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean. But you know what, though? Like, I, I mean, how much does having that game every year take away from the enjoyment of it? Right. Like, 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 like how big was USC versus Ohio state whenever they were both great versus like, now it's just a thing that happens every year and probably multiple times a year with conference championships and shit like that. Yeah. Like now it just turns into like a little, like just a regular old game. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, and that's what Bomani Jones was saying. He's like, I forget. No, 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 no. It was um, it was a post I saw from I think the West Virginia. It was the West Virginia Reddit or somebody. It was like the college football Reddit and a, a West Virginia fan posted. They were like, "Cool, USC, Ohio State. That'll be cool every year. Michigan, USC. That'll be cool, right?" Mm-hmm. But he's like, "What this is gonna do is that if you're Ohio, you want to play Nebraska because you're right there, and that even though they're both 500, it means something to you, right?" Mm-hmm. But what do you give a fuck about UCLA playing Iowa at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, right? Like, nobody's going to show up. He's like, he's like, West Virginia has been in, like, five conferences since 2002, and it hasn't allowed us to make any rivalries. We're pretty much just, like, nobody gives a shit because there's no 
connective tissue, right? It's like it's like when you make a franchise from scratch, right? It's like when the Oklahoma City Thunder like moved to OKC. They luckily had one of the greatest players of all time, but you still go. I mean, that team isn't me. Like, what do I give a shit about the Thunder, right? right? And um, on top of that, like, if you really think about the the like some of the biggest rivalries um, in all of sports, like one of the it is either frequency, which is to say that I feel like the more frequent these games happen, the less important they are. Mm-hmm. Um, stakes and proximity, I think, is a huge part. So, like, frequency would normally hurt a rivalry. I think if you play the games too many times, then like, there's not there's not weight to winning or losing if I'm going to play them. Especially in college football, at least one or two times, right? Because, like, every year. Because college football, the season's as short as it is. that mm-hmm. like, It's not like you're playing anybody twice. Right. Um, so, frequency, I think, hurts a rivalry to a certain degree. Unless stakes are high. Mm-hmm. Which is to say that, you know, each one of these games really always means something. Which, yeah. I know USC is, like, a pretty storied program, but I don't think they've been good recently um yeah not since um off the top of my head just like pete carroll yeah pete carroll probably since then right ever since then they've been like 10 and 3 they've i think they've won a couple rose bowls here and there but it hasn't been like that sort of like you know they're in the playoffs or like number two usc kind of shit and then the number two or the last thing is proximity so like That's part of the reason why, for example, Yankees-Red Sox works, right? They play all the fucking time, but generally, they're fighting for the playoff spot in that division always, because it's, like, the Baltimore Orioles are generally not very good. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who else is in that division, but I think maybe Mariners or Marlins? No, no, uh, the Rays, sorry, the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays, okay. Um, But, like... The, it's generally those two teams, right, mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm. fighting for it. And New York and Boston are extremely close to each other. And you can – it leads to more interaction between the fans. Mm-hmm. The biggest – one of the biggest rivalries of all time is Duke and UNC because they're always fighting for top seed in the, the ACC. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for the fucking ACC championship and then, you know – Stakes in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking... I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they're an hour from each other, if even. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes. Actually. Okay, yeah, like 30 minutes away from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, fucking Duke and UNC fans are in constant proximity. Yeah, like, yeah. like if, if Duke was in fucking... If everything was the same, but Duke was located in, like, Northern Virginia... It would not be this way. Like it just, it it just doesn't build the same as when like the people that go to each school could in an afternoon drive to the other school and shit on people. Like, mm-hmm. And it's just like that, and you lose that when you get these giant conferences, right? Like, like Alabama and Georgia are big, and they're not. I mean, they're kind of close, but not really. But like, ultimately, again. The stakes are the big thing there. Like, yeah. they are yeah. the two best teams every year. But, like, I mean, do I really give a shit about any rivalry that Florida supposedly has? No, <laughs> right. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Florida State, 
don't. You know what I mean? Like Texas or Texas A&M, I don't. Because like the teams that they need to have rivalries with are not even in the same. You know, like they're not in the same class. They're not in the same area. It's just like who gives a shit? Yeah, right. Like off the top of my head, the other other football fucking uh, rivalries I can think of are like fucking other than like the big three of like Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama that have their own little thing. Like, Michigan and Michigan State, but that makes sense because they're both right fucking there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I just, like, give less and less a shit about college football every year that goes by. <laughs> yeah. I, other than Carolina, yeah, I don't... I mean, other than, like, the playoffs in Carolina, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. Right? I don't... And even the playoffs are a little tough to get excited for. I mean, like, this past year wasn't as bad. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. Like, like that. Realistically, at this point, like that should probably be the top four teams in the playoff every year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary uh, mm-hmm. that those are the four best teams every year. Um, but yeah, that's college football for you. Yeah. Um, and and really, I mean, like honestly, the same kind of thing is happening to college basketball a little bit. Um, like I, that's, I think the benefit of college basketball, at least especially here, is the Duke UNC rivalry is like so present at all times, yeah. um, and that that may just be a consequence of living in the state where it's happening. Uh, like I wonder if people in fucking Oklahoma are like, I don't give a shit about college basketball. Yeah, they're like, um, what am I, yeah, I don't give a fuck about all that. Yeah. So, um, but that's the episode for this week. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Different Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter or email us, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.